Hi everyone, thank you for returning and joining us again. This is Nicole and you're listening to The Seed Planters with the Cameron family. This is going to be part two of our discussion. We have been talking about the word assignment. So please listen to part one so you can get some of the information and glean some of that um, discussion and then we'll be closing out in this podcast. So uh, we've been talking about assignments and what we're going to do now is actually have Michelle tell us what does that word mean from the dictionary and then she will be sharing some chosen scriptures from the Bible about the word assignment. Hi everyone. So we usually use the Merriam-Webster collegiate um, version of the dictionary And the word assignment is the act of assigning something, an example, the assignment of the task, a position, post, or office to which one is assigned. Her assignment was to the embassy in India. A specified task or amount of work assigned or undertaken as if assigned by authority, a homework assignment. And then law the transfer of property, especially the transfer of property to be held in trust or to be used for the benefit of creditors. So some synonyms of the word assignment is um, operation, post, mission, charge, business. So examples, the students were given a homework assignment. The reporter's assignment is to interview the candidate The reporter is here on assignment. The article discusses the recent assignment of senators to some of the more more powerful committees. Um, The computer's assignment of a number to each image. And she asked if she could change her seating assignment. It was first used in the 14th century. So that's, that's what I have for the dictionary. And now for the scriptures, um, all of these are New International Version, Genesis 40, verses 1 to 5. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Numbers chapter 4, verses 27 and 28. All their service, whether carrying or doing other work, is to be done under the direction of Aaron and his sons. You shall assign to them as their responsibility all they are to carry. This is the service of the Gershonite clans at the tent of meeting. Their duties are to be under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. Joshua chapter 13, verse 8. The other half of Manasseh, the... Reubenites and the Gadites had received the inheritance that Moses had given them east of the Jordan 
as he, the servant of the Lord, had assigned it to them. And one second, first Samuel 29, reading from verse one to four, no, one to five. The Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with Achish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, what about these Hebrews? Achish replied, is this not David who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year. And from the day he left Saul until now, I have found no fault in him. But the Philistine commanders were angry with Achish and said, send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle or he will turn against us during the fighting. How better could you regain, he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. First Chronicles 6, verses 54 to 56. These were the locations of their settlements allotted to, as their territory. They were assigned to the descendants of Aaron, who were from the Kohathite clan, because the first lot was for them. They were given Hebron in, in Judah with its surrounding pasture lands, but the fields and villages around the city were given to, the, to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Nehemiah 13, verses 30 and 31. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duties, each to his own task. I also made provision for contributions of wood at designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, my God. Esther chapter 2, verse 9. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. Isaiah 53, verses 7 to 9. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Now in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 to 51. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master had put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. 
And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come in a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he's not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Acts chapter 22, verses 10 and 11. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go to Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 12 and 13. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us, a sphere that also includes you. And that's everything. Thank you for reading those um, to us. And um, so I have a, a follow-up question after hearing those scriptures and definitions. And the question is, um, what has made an impression on you from the scriptures or from something that may have stood out with the definition? But is there something that you would like to discuss based on what we just heard? And um, I think for me, one of the things that stood out was uh, the scripture in Isaiah 53 that was talking. It was foreshadowing um, Jesus, you know, being that perfect sacrifice for us. And he did not, you know, no one would, I think, would want to choose to die, you know, especially if you're innocent. But Jesus knew his assignment and his assignment could only be fulfilled by him. So it's, you know, in order to bring the new law and to um, redeem all of mankind, he had to be um, put on the cross and to sacrifice his life for us. And so um, that was, I think, probably one of the more impactful assignments. And he knew that this was something he could do and he put aside his own will in order to accomplish that goal. Um, so that was one of the, probably the more powerful scriptures that I heard from what was read. And I wanted to definitely highlight that. So I wanted to see if Michelle had any um, thing from the definitions or the scriptures that she read that she would want to highlight or that made an impression on her? So I was thinking about Paul, um, the one that talked about, it didn't mention his name in the scriptures that I chose, but it talked about him being led to into Damascus because he got struck down by the brilliant light and couldn't see. And he was one of those people who took on, personally took on an assignment to persecute the Christians because he felt that they were going against all the teachings that 
the Jews had been had learned from their childhood coming up, all the tenets of the faith related to Judaism. So when he heard that there were Jews going away from that to go follow this random guy, this Jesus guy, he was like, okay, you guys are heretics and you need to be punished. And so because of his status in the temple, you know, around the leaders, he was able to get letters and do all this other stuff to try to let people, um, you know, he get permission to go round them up and to take them to prison, get them killed because of the change and their, their change, you know, they've switched allegiances. But then God himself stopped him in the middle of what he was doing and he let him know that I have an assignment for you. So you took on an assignment to do what you're doing. I have one for you to actually side with the people that you're trying to persecute. You're going to be one of them. So I know that was a shocker for him, but he was brought low in humility before God. He had no choice, really. And then he realized, he was, he was very shaken. You could tell that he was shaken by what happened. And he realized that he needed to submit to the God who knocked him off of his horse and to become who he needed to become. Thank you for sharing that um, scripture and highlighting that one. I think another part that stuck out to me with that scripture was that he was told to go to, into Damascus and then that was it. He Once he got there, he would get the rest of his instruction. And so that also can play out for us too, where you know that you have to do one thing like Suzette, when you're talking about, you know that you're getting the urge or the unction to go and speak to someone, but you don't know what you're going to say. You don't have the full play by play um, when you're being obedient to what God is saying. And so same thing for him. He was told to go get up and go into Damascus and there you will be told everything you are to do. And so that goes along with the obedience as well. All right. So Suzette, um, did you have something that you wanted to highlight that made an impression on you from the scriptures or the definitions that were read earlier? So Genesis 40 with um, Joseph and the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. Um, Joseph was already in prison and the they were thrown in. Pharaoh was angry with them and they were thrown into prison, but they were assigned to Joseph. So he had to tend to them. Um, the dreams that they had, they didn't know what they meant. And so they brought it to Joseph's attention. And then it turned out the cupbearer was going to be restored. But the baker, from his dream, he was going to be um, beheaded, impaled. And then the birds were going to eat his flesh. So, I mean, for him to hear that kind of news, it must have been really, really hard. But the cupbearer did not remember. Joseph when he got out and he was restored. So Joseph had to remain in there for an additional, I think it was two years. And then two years later, um, when Pharaoh himself had a dream, that's when he remembered that he interpreted. And then that's when Pharaoh was able to call for Joseph to interpret his dream. And at that time, then he was restored. But I like that 
Joseph was always diligent in his assignment, no matter where he was, no matter where he ended up, he was always the same. He was very humble and he was very consistent. And he always relied on God to give him what he needed at that time. And so his constant, he was very consistent in who he was. And for that reason, the Lord had that great opportunity to bless him and restore him and use him even in the lowest parts of his life. So I just thought that um, he understood that he was his life was not his own and that he dedicated everything that he had and whatever, whoever he came in contact with, that was also in the Lord's hand. And the Lord restored him to a place where he was not before. So it was better than before. So it's just that his diligence to me and his obedience in the assignment, that's what kind of stood out. Thank you for sharing that. I think um, sometimes we may think that our assignment may be glamorous or in the spotlight, but sometimes God is really just calling us to be faithful to what he has told us to do. And in the midst of that, we're being obedient and then he definitely will um, be faithful and will bless us for it. So I wanted to see um, if you wanted to add um, something that assignment has or some way that assignment has benefited your life. And um, I think for me, what I will say to answer this question is that it gives purpose and it kind of um, meshes together all of the the little parts of me, I guess I can say. So like for me, I am, I function or I work as a pediatrician, as a physician, but I see it more as some type of uh, ministry or relationship um, where I try as best as I can in the scenarios or in the, in the interactions to um, meet the need of the family right at that moment. And so with every interaction and every day, I'm, I'm learning to lean more on God. I think in the beginning of my career, you know, you, I leaned a little bit more on the fact that I finished my education and then I was going into work. But now, you know, the shift or the shift has happened where it's seen more as assignment or ministry. And so I know that I cannot do this on my own, um, because there is so much that I don't know or I may not see or that may, may be more spiritual versus physical. And so I have to lean on God to say, um, what do you want me to say to this family? And a lot of times what comes out of my mouth is like exactly what they needed to hear or like springboards a little bit more discussion and um, there's more impact that's able to occur and um, and then you see that it's not just work, but it's really assignment. And so that's, I think, how this word has benefited me or has shifted me and allowed me to um, be a little bit more impactful in what I do on a routine basis in my life. Um, so I'm going to see if Michelle can answer or she has anything to add for this question. Um, as to how the word assignment has benefited you in your life? So with assignment, I think 
assignment has closed doors and opened doors in my life. Um, I, my day-to-day work, I work for a pharmaceutical company right now. And before that, years ago, I was working with a different kind of company, but similar. And a series of events happened. I was given an assignment. It didn't go very well. And they used that as a way to complete my time there. And so I ended up leaving. Um, I left before they could do anything. And I realized that that door had to close. And, you know, as I look back over the years, I saw where growth and development needed to happen away from there. And if I had stayed, yes, you, you know, you get comfortable and things happen a certain way and it's predictable. But the unpredictable that happened after that helped to mature me to for help me to become who I am today. The person I am today is not the person I was when I was there. And the other day I posted something on LinkedIn and I used one of my latest photos, the one where you guys know where I'm leaning back and my foot is kicking up. And I said, you know, I I don't remember what I wrote, some kind of lighthearted caption I wrote. People who I have not seen in years commented on the picture. And I realized that sometimes when we are separated from one another, the thought process is, oh, their life isn't that great anymore because we can't see them. And then you see them. And you realize that they have been actually thriving away from the situation that they were in before. And it's almost like they're another person. The same name, but their face is brighter. Their outlook on life is better. Um, And I see where the assignment, whatever assignment God has on my life, which I have to say whatever, because it seems to be evolving even now that, as I said at the beginning, doors close and doors open. And so what I have to do is I have to remain in that posture of God, why am I here? Just like what Nicole was saying. It's like, God, why did I get this position? Because sometimes we look at it from, oh, it's a job. I'm getting paid. And God is like, um, that's not quite why you're there. <laughs> you're there to help other people, to get, to minister to people, to make an impact, whatever. So I think as a result of this, this podcast, I realize I'm going to have to pray about this and go back and ask God, why did he allow me to get this job? Because the position I have right now, I was hired in December of last year during the pandemic. I was trained and everything, never saw any of the people I was working with. And now we're back in the office and I've learned almost my entire job away from seeing everyone. And I think God had a plan in all of that. And now that we're back together um, this week, we're literally all coming back together in the office at the same time. Um, There has to be a reason why I'm still with the company. Um, And there has to be a reason why I will be now seeing everybody again. 
And I believe everybody so far has been okay. I don't think we've lost anyone to the pandemic. And so I have to find out what my assignment is during this time, during this season at my job. So I'm actually glad we're having this conversation because now it's given me something to think about that I have to work on. All right. And Suzette is thinking, she's thinking. (laughs) Uh, So what will you share with us um, about how assignment has benefited your life? So what I have found with my assignments have, um, there is something about them. They are never very long. It's usually direct orders to do something at a certain time frame because it's a stepping stone to the next. So they, the seasons seem to be short and sometimes I get multiple assignments at the same time. Currently, I received three assignments that I literally just completed the third one today. And the Lord was basically saying, I'm not telling you anything else until you complete. And the things that I want you to accomplish, it's up to you because the time frame is up to you. So when I give it to you, you have a certain amount of time to complete. And it's like check one, check two, check boxes, are, are, and they're mentally... I'm mentally checking them all. So I don't write the assignments down, which is strange, but I remember them when they're given to me. I remember them and I carry them out and it's like a check mark goes off. And I said, Lord, I did that. So what's next? And then he said, well, do this one. And it's like that. It's constantly like that. It's always changing for me. It's always um, once the assignments are done, then I start to see some doors opening. And it may be related to prayers that I've prayed that they start to be answered once certain assignments are done, but I don't really see how they line up. I can't see that. I'm not given that gift to see how doing this will open that door because that's God's job. My job is to just do the assignment. And once it's complete, then he can do his. And so I feel like uh, we're a team. I feel like I'm working with God as, as literally, it is true. He is my boss. And when he tells me to do something, I do it. And then he says, now, this is where I want you to go. Turn this way, look that way, uh, go through that door, talk to that person, make that phone call. I'm going to take you to see this person. And it's just constantly like that. So there's moving targets everywhere. But the goal is still to finalize whatever task is given me is always for his glory. I don't always understand it, but I like the mystery of it most of the time. And um, I like the adventure. I think, I think it's an adventure, but I know that he's doing it because I'm willing. And so I always want to be that, that person that's willing to give him the glory and the praise, no matter what is going on in my life to understand that he has a purpose and plan and that he's going to accomplish what he says he will do. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, God definitely interacts with each of us in different ways. And, um, and that's the beauty of, of who God is. He's um, so amazing that he hears each of us and he knows each of us intimately. 
And um, we just have to be willing to hear what he's saying. We have to be quiet, you know, and still to hear what he is assigning us and what he's speaking to us in our spirit. And then, um, you know, we need to, of course, be obedient to him. So what will we leave with our listeners now? What will we leave as our final um, thoughts or encouragements or how can we kind of wrap this up? Um, What points are we going to leave for them to remember? And I think I'm going to start with Michelle. Um, What will be those closing thoughts for our listeners on the word assignment? So a colloquial statement now that everybody's saying is understanding the assignment, right? So you'll see somebody get dressed to go to an event and they look really nice and they say, well, that person understood the assignment. Um, but this level of understanding the assignment is so much greater than, you know, what they throw on social media. This is more a life-changing understanding of the assignment. Whatever we've been assigned to do, whatever we've been, we've been created to do, whatever we've been positioned to do, it has ripple effects. We've talked about that. It can change the trajectory of our lives and the lives of others. We've seen examples of that. We've shared some. And these are things that we actually have a choice in. We actually can choose not to do them. But the thing is, when we don't do them, we actually sabotage certain things. We may um, help. We may divert where others end up there's a ripple effect in a negative way. And so you have to be mindful of that. So understanding the assignment means forgetting how it makes you feel. Because many times we go by how we feel. Moses felt that he wasn't the right person because he stammered a lot or something or slow of speech, whichever one it was. And he's like, they're not going to understand me. I'm going to take too long to say what you tell me to do and to say to them, so I'm not the right person, but God is like, who made man's mouth? That was the response God had. So when we have excuses as to why we can't finish an assignment or even start it, God will always remind us who made us and who positioned us there and what can happen. Well, he won't always tell us exactly what can happen, But he will remind us that we are his and he's positioned us certain places to accomplish certain things for his glory. And that's why we're there. And so it doesn't matter if it's a money-making situation or a ministry situation. They're actually one and the same. So we have to see it as opportunities to be around certain people, to get to help others to meet them where they are. Nicole talks about her role in the office where she works and how much the people have come to rely on her for good advice, for prayers, to speaking in the lives of the families that she's helping and things like that. And it's because she has, quote unquote, understood the assignment. So she's accepted the assignment as a physician that it's more than just let me diagnose this kid and get him out of here. It's more, let me spend time getting to know these children, watching them grow up, guiding the parents through parenting their children, 
giving sound advice and um, and helping them through their challenges. So I I've learned a lot actually doing this podcast with with Nicole and Suzette today, and I'm praying that you both you know continue your assignments and that those who are listening, if you haven't started your assignment yet, today's a good day to ask God why did you create me? And why did you put me where I am now? Awesome encouragement, Michelle. Thank you for that. And I'm going to ask Suzette, what final reflections do you want to leave with our listeners as we close out our discussion on the word assignment? So Michelle covered the understanding of the assignment. So for the listeners, I would go with carrying it out. Um, make sure that if there's an actual delay, it's not because you just don't feel like doing it, but make sure that there's some legitimate reason why there is some kind of delay when you're given an assignment, especially by God himself. I'm going that route. So if you're a child of God, um, it's important to follow his directions as he's given them to you. I'm guilty of delaying some of my assignments and waiting because probably hoping that I didn't have to do that one, but it's always the ones that you don't feel that you're capable, as she said, capable of doing or accomplishing are the ones that he sets you to do. He has chosen you because he knew what he made you to be. And Looking at ourselves, we always feel insufficient. We always feel less than. Most of the times we do. Some people exalt themselves higher than they are, but that's not the type of people I'm speaking to right now. I'm speaking to the ones that feel that you're insufficient, that you're less than, and that you're not good enough. I want to encourage you to understand that God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And for that reason, he already knew your purpose. He knew your plan. He knew what he had for you. He knows where he wants to take you and he knows the end result. And for that reason, put your full trust and confidence in him. Do your assignment when it's given to you and wait for him. Wait for his answer. Wait for his response. Wait for the go ahead. Don't go ahead of him, but be obedient and follow his footsteps, the path that he's laid out for you. Because his plan is perfect. It never always makes sense to you as a human. Remember, our minds and our thoughts are not his ways and his thoughts. So um, the number one thing I want to encourage you that we kept talking about is be obedient and carry out your assignment. Thank you. Thank you, Suzette. And I think I'll just add um, to stay encouraged in the assignment um, so sometimes the assignment is not quick. It can be um, a process. It can be long and it may be um, dreary or, you know, it can be very lowly or not exciting or extravagant. But if God has given it to you to accomplish, he sees you, you know, being the servant or being low and being humble and he will exalt you at the right time. He sees the work. He gets the glory and in the end, he will reward and bless you. Um, and just know as well that sometimes in the assignment, you yourself are being stretched internally. So your personality is being changed and that may not, 
you know, be the glamorous thing, but you're becoming, um, you're showing uh, more of the fruit of the spirits, you know, so you're learning patience, um, you're learning how to be more loving and that's making you a better person and bringing you closer and closer to who God has ultimately designed you to be. Um, cause we are going from glory to glory as we live this life. Um, so stay encouraged and know that God has given you everything that you need in order to accomplish the goal that he has set for you, the task that has been given for the assignment and our eyes should be on God and giving him the glory. So I want to thank all of our listeners for um, joining in with us for our discussion on the word assignment. I hope you were blessed and encouraged. I think um, myself and my sisters were, and we will continue to um, be thinking about our listeners and praying for you and hoping that you will join us next time. Again, this has been Nicole and my sisters, Suzette and Michelle have joined me for this discussion. And you have been listening to The Seed Planters with the Cameron family. We'll see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.